Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Master Sensei. Boom, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is Smoke Night Live, episode 268. I'm sitting here with none other than my good buddy, Emmett Malone from Blind Man's Puff. Emmett, how are you? I am super on this excellent evening. Thank it's you. It's a Friday night. We've been, uh, you know, it seems like, I don't know, guys, good studio audience tonight, too. We've got Scott Braban, we've got Quinn Lodes, we've got Matt Hall, and of course, our trusty producer, Jordan, in the house. What? Jordan, how are you? Hey. But Jordan, good. I was just going to say, doesn't it seem like this week flew by? I mean, it just seems like a minute ago that we had Pete Johnson on the show. Like, it doesn't even seem like a week has passed since that episode. From Pete I don't know. Time. For me, it's like the longest week ever. Really? <laughs> well, it was <laughs> the yeah. whole election it, thing. It, I, it, was, what? it was a long week in other so ways. Long. But see, I, ju- I judge my weeks based on cigar milestones okay you know like i have the wednesday night show i have the friday night show everything is everything i do is based around cigar related stuff by the way when the intro was playing uh danny vasquez he says who else dances that intro music yeah come on he asked who else dances to the intro music danny i you know what i do i i play imaginary bongos just so you know i play imaginary bongos To the intro music. That's what I do. I don't know what you guys do. I don't know who does that sexy intro voice, though. Yeah, I don't know. We we pay Barry White a lot of money (laughs) for that. Oh, my my, my hair is a disaster. I don't normally wear a hat, but I got my sweet barn smoker hat this week. I thought I'd wear that. My Drew Estate barn smoker hat. They canceled the uh, virtual barn smoker. Pretty sad. I was looking forward to that. I know. But they still sent out the... Uh, yeah, they still sent the packs. Those the swa- are, that's, that, a, that's a sweet pack. Like the that backpack, backpack is so cool. The backpack is... And the sticks you get with it, man. Like very the, cool. Hard to find stuff yeah. in there. So, Emmett, uh, other than the crazy week that we've had uh, <laughs> with the election, basically, here's what you're, you're looking at. Me and Emmett, we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. But here's the beauty, guys. In America... You can be on opposite ends of the spectrum and not hate one another. And still share a cigar every week. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, people, like, we're all going to wake up in the morning. We're all going to have a president. And you're all going to drive to work or stay at home or whatever you do. Things aren't going to change that dramatically. Don't, Don't hate one another over useless stuff. No. No, right? Yeah. Emmett, I, uh... Uh, my ribs, <laughs> my ribs <laughs> nice are killing segue. me. My ribs are killing me. I, I got cross-checked in the hockey game on Sunday, and it, I don't know if you remember at the time. Oh, Emma, I remember. I said, "Ooh, I think I got, I think I got something in the rib." Uh, basically, Eric's had a cracked rib for like two years and keeps re-injuring it. And then as the week so is old. yeah, exactly as the week has gone on, I feel like my lung has been punctured. I can barely walk, but that's okay. Nothing will stop me. From Smoke Night Live. And you're still going to play on Sunday and score a goal, right? I'm going to do my, I'm going to, well, I don't know. We're going to have to see about that because <laughs> I am in a, a lot of pain. Like literally talking to you guys right now hurts. Anyways, we're going to have some fun tonight. Guys. Listening to you right now. It's been a long time, also. Jordan. It's been a, it's been a minute since we've had this guest Hot on the show. Minute. And uh, I admit I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of Warped Cigars. In fact, in 2016, and we were talking about this before the show. It seems crazy that Maestro del Tiempo was 2016. I could, when you told me that, I could not believe it, that it was four years ago that that cigar came out. Four years ago, that was our number one cigar of the year. It doesn't seem that long ago. No, it doesn't. Not um, but anyways, it was, and we've had Kyle on the show several times. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome to Smoke Night Live. Kyle Gellis, how are you, my friend? Hey. I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, yeah, we're, we're excited to have you on, excited to catch up, because it's been a while since we've talked to you. A lot has changed. A lot hasn't changed. Your beard has just gotten a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit more robust. But, um, Kyle, it seems crazy to me that uh, Maestro Del Tiempo was 2016, four years ago. Like, I don't know about you, but that, it doesn't yeah. seem like it's been that long. 
No, I mean, to us and like at Warped and and everything, it doesn't seem like that long ago. But I mean, just thinking like it's actually funny that you brought that up, like because I'm actually just smoking the new 6102R. You know, it's it's funny that the original one came out, you know, four years ago and it's been in such, you know, people have been talking about it and how it's affected so many people's lives for that long of a period. Um, But it does not that feel that long ago to me at all. Right. Um, So it's it's it really is kind of shocking that it's been four years actually you actually brought that up to me i have not thought about how long ago since we did a certain cigar or whatever the case is ironically time does fly just as in the maestro yeah, del I see tiempo what you did there you see, oh. you see what i did there you see how i worked that into the you see how i worked that into the whole thing you planned that from the beginning no I, it just came to me right then that cigar got at least two cigars of the year it was on at least two cigar of the year lists it made ours. Uh, I can't both remember of ours. what position it was, but it was. Oh, like, I, th- I thought it, it was your number one. I think it was in the top five, but uh-huh. I can't remember. But so let's go through. What we're all smoking while, while the people on Facebook. You guys can, if you're watching on Facebook right now, uh, let us know what you guys are enjoying. Uh, if you're having a warped cigar or whatever you're having, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys are smoking. Jordan will put them up on the screen as we go through some of this. Uh, I think all of us guys here in Dojo Studios are smoking the same thing. The uh, Don Ronaldo. Don Ronaldo is the best. Guys, here's the thing. All right, if you're not familiar with Warped Cigars, uh, I, I would think um, you know a good percentage of you are. But this cigar, Emmett, is one of the most... And I said this before the show started, but I'm going to say it again now. Because the term Cubanesque, it sort of gets thrown around like a lot. Way too much. Way too much, right? But this particular one... It's actually it, true. It's actually true. Like, yeah. you definitely get... Some of those kind of musky flavors that you get in a Cuban, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's like the same kind of kind of body and feel. Like the weight to it is just, is similar, and the the taste is right musty, right in that alley. Musky. Yeah. Ooh. The Don Ronaldo, and it's had uh, several iterations, right, Kyle? Uh, talk uh, just real quick a little bit about the Don Ronaldo since we're all smoking it, and then I'll I'll, I'll have you tell us what you well you already told us right what you were smoking the. Uh, the Maestro del Tiempo uh, with, the, with the Medio Tiempo in it. But uh, talk about the Don Ronaldo just real quick because it's one of my all-time favorites. Well, Don Ronaldo was first started off as a 5.5 by 42, 10 count. You know, we made just a few hundred boxes of it. Um, and then we decided to make it in a 46 by 5 Regalos uh, size. And then that's what took over the Corona Deluxe size, which was the original. Um, we did a redux of the Corona Deluxe about 18 months ago, two years ago. Um, you know, and it's the same thing that like you guys said, what we've, we've always heard about it is that it, it's the most Cubanesque thing that we make, or it's very Cubanesque and this and that people ask, how do we do that? You know, and it comes down to a, a large portion of Don Ronaldo and how it, it gets those notes is actually what they have is Dominican tobacco called Piloto Cubano. And that is actually the material that we use that actually gives it that density, that creaminess, you know, that kind of like barnyardy muskiness to it. And then working with Dominican Corojo as the Kappa, you know, it, it was it was a blend that took a little bit to do. But when you, you know, when you get some age on it, whether you smoke it young, when you smoke it, you know, with a little bit of age, you know, it it does offer that. Um, and, you know, it, it's just kind of humbling to, to hear that because my father, when he wanted the cigar blended, he wanted a mixture of something from a Hoyo and a Partagas. So you get the creaminess of a Hoyo and the cinnamony spice of a Partagas, and that's really what I was going for when I was blending that cigar. Mm. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've had, I've, I've talked to so many cigar makers, and you know, they talk about, you know, you know, the the Cuban tobacco is one of the most recognizable, and I, and we've had like discussions as to why, why that is, and probably one of the main reasons is, is because you know that Cuban tobacco doesn't really get used in anything else. Other than Cuban cigars, whereas Dominican tobacco, Nicaraguan tobacco, Honduran tobacco, all these other tobaccos end up sort of getting mixed usually into a blend. So, like you know, Cuban tobacco, you tend to be able to now. Now, I know Emmett, you're a you've got a lot of Cubans in your in your walk-in humidor at your house. Yes. And so, don't you think that it would be easy for you to just instantly sort of like you know tell like, hey, that's that's that cute. That's a cute. Yeah. Cuban. For for me, like. Mo- not all of them, but most Cubans, to me personally, taste have that got 
kind of aftertaste of roasted pumpkin, like like what a pumpkin, like a jack-o'-lantern smells like after it's had a candle in it for a while. To me, that's what Cuban cigars taste like. I don't know if anybody else on the planet feels that way, but that's how I identify it. And so then you have people that are always, they try to mimic that. And I, I rarely, I mean, sometimes you get ones that are close. Like we've had other, you know, Nicaraguan cigars that we, that we thought were similar or even Dominican cigars that we thought were similar. This particular one, though, for, for whatever reason, yep. Kyle, this is a testament to your, your blending on this bad boy. It's still one of my favorite cigars uh, ever. It's just such a fantastic blend. So if you're watching and you've never tried the Don Ronaldo. It's tied for the highest rated cigar on the dojo. That's true. And for good reason. It's a fantastic cigar. So, Kyle, let's get into this. Let's talk about uh, the stuff that has been going on. It's been a trying year for a lot of people. Obviously, this is... Not the year that everybody hoped for. We had, you know, got thrown a curveball with the whole uh, COVID thing. And different companies have reacted in different ways. Uh, Talk us through your 2020. Uh, How has it been for you? How have you handled this? Um, Has it been a a blessing in disguise? Has it been a curse? Uh, give Give us the lowdown on your 2020. Well, I mean, we started off 2020 with, you know, getting the ranking from aficionado for number three for gr88 and that kind of you know was a was a nice way to start the year it was an honor to get it um you know just coming from being such a young cigar maker and in the industry for so long to see something like that was was humbling especially for that cigar but you know that cigar way before the ranking was known from people who have been following and enjoying work for many years they already knew that they already knew what that cigar was and they were like to us, which was, you know, kind of the cool part. They were like, we already knew that you would be on that list somewhere, somehow. Um, but to us, we didn't, we never knew anything like that. So we had, it was, this is leading into how everything starts. We get that, you know, we have no idea. So you had, you had no inkling at the time that you might even show up anywhere at all on the list. You didn't have any, it was a total shocker to you when that hit. Uh, I was, I was, uh, validating in my office and all of a sudden Scott just starts running through the office. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm, and he's like, and he just starts yelling number three and I'm like, and then I load aficionado up on the, the top 25 and I look and I'm in the middle of like validating. So my entire desk is covered in ash and, and cigars <laughs> things. And so we get that everything's going well. And then we get hit with shutdown. We get hit with COVID um, Nicaragua goes down for a few weeks, cigar shops around the country go down. Um, so we were in a pause for a little bit, you know, I know a lot of, you know, retailers around the country were doing, you know, trying to do curbside and everything like that, you know, but for a few months there, you know, it was difficult depending on where you were in the country and how your state or your municipality was handling, you know, lockdown. So we got, we get through that, we come out on the other side, you know, but the inventory for that, that ranking had just gone like that and we couldn't get more in and shops now we're like oh the number three cigar we need it we need it we need it so we've been trying to get through this back order with nicaragua and nicaragua has been great they've been you know freights have been coming in product and you know has been phenomenal but their labor force is you know a little bit down so you know things are taking a little bit longer um, and then, you know, everything else is trying to get made. Now, you know, with us, we don't rush things. So most people, we make the same amount regardless of that ranking. So that cigar has in, it goes out and then it goes on back order. And because I don't let it out unless it's ready to age, like all it's like, it's a testament to this. Like we have all of it ready at the warehouse, but I want to make sure that it's exactly where it should be. And I won't release it until I believe that it's ready to go. So talk about that a little bit. Like talk about when when the the ranking came out on Cigar Aficionado, and I mean obviously like you know me and Emmett come out with our rankings, and we all feel like you know ours are are valuable. But there's no getting around it. The Cigar Aficionado list is the one. I mean that you that I mean that can change, that can make or break a company. So when that happened, Kyle, talk about that. You know that was before the the shutdown occurred. Like. I'm assuming that, you know, like uh, shops and folks started, you know, contacting you, wanting more of that. Like, uh, talk a little bit about the process of when you get a ranking that high on that list. Um, it was a shocker for a little bit. And then, you know, we had maybe what, two and a half months 
before it shut down. So obviously it gets done, but it wasn't it wasn't as quick as you think. Like the digital part is is great, and you know we believe in in, in the in the power of digital and online and social and everything like that. But really, like when the edition came out in the middle of January, that's really when things started to kind of tumble forward. And, you know, it wasn't so much that the digital, because digital was up on what, December, what, 11th, 7th, whatever it was. Yeah, they, they do theirs early. Yeah, you're right. So, but when the print mag came out, that's really when things started to like, you know, mm. change a little bit. Mm. And then we got hit with, with COVID. And then it's been slowly, you know, coming out of COVID. And then we were like, oh no, we don't have enough product. And now, you know, shops are that we don't have that haven't been a part of our family for, for years and years and years. Now you have shops coming in that have never done business with us who immediately just want one product from us and we don't operate that way. So if you don't support the brand, we're not going to give you a singular product because mm. it has a ranking to it. So we were really choosy with where it went because a lot of shops, you know, small mom and pops have never heard of the brands. They only wanted one thing. Mm. And, you know, we're like, but, you know, you know, let's say a cigar shop that we've had for us for six years is like, well, you know, we're at a GR88. I just need that. No problem. You've been with us for six years. You get what you need. You know, you've been supporting the brand all along. So it's been kind of a difficult ride. And, you know, if you're trying to look out for the people who have looked out for you and help you grown over all the years, you have to say no to the new to make sure that your family of retailers that you currently have had for years and years and years, the ones who, you know, I've gone to do events with, who have come to the booth, who, you know, have always been there for us. We need to make sure that they're stocked. So it's a never-ending game of playing, you know, almost Tetris. Right. So that was, that was, like, just absolutely horrible. I mean, look, I mean, COVID's terrible timing for everybody. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to – I'm not trying to – I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay the sickness as to a uh, inconvenience for a cigar maker. But truth be told, like, when you, when you hit a number three ranking, like – you're hoping that that's just going to be a banner year all the way through and through, and then, boom, the shutdown happens. Just awful timing for you and anybody else, really, that was sort of on that list, right? Yeah, really, for anyone who's on that list or just anyone in the cigar industry at the time, it's like because the whole cigar industry, you know, based around the retailer is about, you know, the shop, the lounge, you know, and having that camaraderie and those guys, those, those conversations you can have, those women, the guys who are coming in. You know, you can go there any day of the week and you can talk to anyone you want. You know, it's all over one commonality. And that's really what was missing for months. And a lot of places still aren't able to do that. You know, a lot of places around the country are not as fortunate enough, like Florida, where we're just kind of going buck wild down here and, you know, doing whatever. It's up to the it's up to the counties and how they handle it. Like from Palm Beach, Broward and Dade going south, we all have pretty much have the same rules. But Martin County, which is literally 10 minutes north of me, there's no mandates. There's no nothing. Mm. So they have no rules. So it, it's really just, you know, our governor, DeSantis, has really said that he wanted business to go forward because we're so hospitality driven here with the beaches and, and hotels and food service and, you know, everything like that. So he's been really, really helpful in getting, you know, business back. And then it's up to the counties how to manage, you know, their own, you know, coronavirus uh, policies and everything like that. So but here in Florida, you can go to a lounge as long as you're sitting at your chair. You can take your, you, know, you can take the mask off, and you can smoke and enjoy. And um, so we're fortunate enough to be able to be back and you know and, and operate and open, you know, here in Palm Beach County. Yeah, and it's very difficult, Emmett, to Good smoke job, with your mask on. I mean, you can get a hole. You can get a hole in it, right? Like, I mean, it's. I'm well, just there are some people who I saw doing that in the early days when you could, <laughs> like in Florida, they would go into a cigar shop, but you can't sit and smoke without a mask on. So they would just poke a hole in it. <laughs> you know, Whatever it takes. Whatever. Do what you got to do. So now, now we've been in this deal for now. You, based on what you're saying, you, you have a kind of a different experience than we do. I was a week away from going to Honduras when all of this came We could down. still be in Honduras. I could have, right. I could have theoretically still been stuck in Honduras to this day had that trip not got canceled. But um, so like at, now we're like six months into this. Uh, have you learned anything about yourself, Kyle, in this uh, crazy <laughs> shutdown? Are, are there things that you, that you uh, surprisingly do better than you thought or surprisingly do worse than you imagined uh, being in a situation like this? Um, I think 
you know, when it comes to like work, the hard part for me is that since the shutdowns happened, I can't go to Nika. You know, I can't, I can't get down to Nicaragua. So learning and it's actually shown like what my palate has built in my memory. Mm. So when I'm blending now, I'm either having to do it off of memory and weights and sending them the blends in, you know, in an email to get done, or it's going down to the Miami, you know, headquarters and working with tobacco and calling tobacco up and trying to do all the work down there now. And then, or Titan's the same. Titan's always been, you know, I just go down there and do whatever I need to do. But, you know, it's really just, I've learned that like the memory aspect of taste has been huge factor and like all the times and all the trips going down there has just been to help build for a situation like this where I can't get down there. No American flight, as I know, American Airlines is not flying down to Managua out of Miami. I think you have to go like Miami, Houston, Houston, Mexico, Mexico, Managua. <laughs> Jeez, wow. that does not sound fun. No. And, and then, and then and, uh, to add to all of that, now they get hit with the, a hurricane. I mean, that's, they've had a, a rough year, Kyle. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, luckily, if you watch that hurricane, the, the tail end of it went through a little bit of Jalapa, but it stayed away from um, Managua and Esteli in that area and all that. Um, I mean, that hurricane is coming back up and around and coming up to Florida. I mean, I'm sitting outside and like I can't keep cigars lit because the wind is so, the wind that's coming in is just is is ridiculous. So you're ar- you're already starting to feel a little bit of it. Oh yeah, no, it, the the wind. We're not supposed to get hit with a Cat One. Um, it could be if it if it if it powers up, um, but the wind factor of it, yes, like we're getting a lot a lot of wind here, um, and you know the humidity factor is changing. We had a few beautiful days in the 70s here for the first time in like eight months, um, and. Uh, so we'll see, but I mean, luckily, just a little, a little tail end of it hit Jalapa with a lot of rain, but you know, we'll see. I have to talk to Eduardo and see how that's going to affect the crop because so much rain is going to drown the plant, um, and we have to kind of see where we're going to lay with it in the next few years. But you know, it, it's been if you look at everything from everything that's gone on this year, everyone's had the same you know years. Unless you're selling surgical masks. Or coronavirus testing, you've had a bad year. <laughs> if, if you had to describe 2020 in one word, what would you say? If I had to describe 2020 in what in what in one word? In one, one word. In one word. Oh man, um, foobar. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way around it. I mean, how do you? I, I was mean, hoping like, for a Spanish word. Yeah. Uh, is dumpster fire one word or is that? Is that <laughs> yeah, two? you could combine dumpster yeah. fire maybe into yeah. uh, into one word. But at yeah. the same time, Kyle, it's also been a good year for you. I mean, with the with the super high ranking, so that's got, it's a little bit of a uh, it's a little bit of a roller coaster. But it, um, I mean, obviously, it's been bizarre. I would say my one word, Emmett, is. Bizarre. bizarre alternate universe alternate yeah, yeah that's two words but uh bizarre <laughs> is good hyphenated um so uh kyle we want to get into um the the stuff that's going on now um wait hold on yes what before we go into new stuff okay tanner coles says anyone else just want to touch kyle's beard ah. and i want to ask kyle like how often do people <laughs> just come over and just touch your beard is that a thing that, for big bearded guys does that happen I mean, that doesn't really happen. I mean, like maybe uh, <laughs> like some women, if I'm out and they've had a little too much to drink, they oh. will. But um, you sly yeah, dog. So that actually it doesn't that much. And if it does, like it only it only happens one time where, um, like it was it was bad. It was actually a cigar event, and some some guy next to me uh, had I guess a little too much light. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he just like he 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 grabbed it. Jeez. And, like seeing if um, Santa Claus is real style, he was all about it. <laughs> it was like I instinctually, like I, I just, I just cocked my fist back, <laughs> and whip, like grabbed my butt and just pushed it down. And I was like, and it just because, like, what do you? Why would you do that to another like human? Like, why? That actually leads I me mean, into one of my questions, Kyle. What, what is your beer regiment? 
Like, how long does it take you to get it, you know, properly? Because I know I had mine when it was longer, but I'm curious. Emmett, you had a good. You, I know you I, had a good run. I you did, had a good yeah. run. You had it going down. Yeah. And what did it take? What were what, what were you doing? Were you doing some uh, beard I had, oil? I had an oil and a, like a cream, and then I actually because it was so wild, I got like one of those straightener things. Whoa! Yeah. You had a straightener. Yeah. So Dang. I'm curious, Kyle. Yours is way more impressive than mine ever was. I'm curious what you have to do to, to get that. Oh, absolutely! I don't put anything in it. It's just unruly. Jeez, making the rest of us look bad. This is me. This is literally just taking a comb and going one, two, one, one. That's it. No product or anything. Wow. It's raw dog. Okay. I tried oil once, and all it did is every time I had the phone to my ear, all of this would just hit the phone, and my phone be covered. <laughs> Grease phone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. Like a, I just can't do it, Kyle. My my, I'm I'm just cursed with this horrific. Facial hair. Yeah, thanks a lot. You gave it to me too. I know. I, I get to a certain stage and I just I just look like a homeless person. Well, I feel like your mustache grows at like ten percent of the speed of the rest of your facial hair, so it's kind of that's true <laughs> unbalanced. That's <laughs> that kind is, of a kind of a curse. I am cursed. Uh, let's do the commercial right now. Halfway through the show, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. By the way, this is a new read. You guys get ready for this. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the brand-new exclusive Nightshade from Drew Estate. Which plus, is available for check-in on Dojoverse. That's right. Uh, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Don't forget to check. Don't forget about the amazing holiday cyber deals coming this season. Enjoy great deals on your favorite brands. Pick up a gift card as a perfect stocking stuffer. Or give the gift of free shipping for an entire year with JR Plus membership. Celebrate your holidays the right way with JRCigars.com, where there's something for every cigar smoker. By the way, folks, if you are on the Dojoverse, just this past week we released the new Warped Cigars brand badge. Mm -hmm. So if you check in and smoke... Uh, Warp Cigars on the Dojoverse, you can earn your Warp Cigars brand badge. I've seen a few guys already getting it, which is good because here's the thing. You don't you don't get your credit for all the back stuff, Emmett. Right. It's only moving forward. How many does it take to get the, your first? We want to see you earn that thing so live, in real time. This is a peek behind the curtain. Okay, let's, let's hear it. A peek behind the curtain. I, I'm only going to say this once. So it goes like this. Five, five. 10, 10, 10, 10, until you get to 100, Ooh. and then 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 from there on out. Wow. That's how the brand levels work. So you can get your first uh, Warp Cigar. If you get to level 100, Kyle will sell it, send you a <laughs> lock of his beard. A lock beard. of his beard. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how it works. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, I have seen a few guys already get the Warped uh, badge, which is good because that means they've smoked at least five this week. That's impressive. Uh, so that's impressive. Um, so, guys, make sure to get on that. Uh, by the way, there's no losers there. Because no. you're just smoking good cigars. Of course. All right, Kyle, uh, let's get right into this uh, recent sort of news. Um, the new proprietary uh, cigar company and the uh, first release, the Jason Dumont. Let's talk a little bit about that. What was the idea behind that? I definitely want to get my hands on that cigar. It looks amazing. It's very sexy looking. It's very se- By the way, out of all the cigar companies, Kyle, there's one thing that Kyle does better than I think any company. Kyle, uh, just to just to tell you this, he's able to make a cigar look classic, but but also modern. Mm. Like that, I think is the hardest thing to do. Like you get a lot of guys like trying to like mimic like old you know like Cuban brands right. and that kind of thing, and it just looks like a crappy version of an old Cuban brand. Yep. But Kyle, I like the way that you somehow also give it kind of a a modern-day spin, and I almost can't understand why it is, Jordan. Well, and a lot of these guys just take an exact old Cuban brand and revive it. You, As far as I know, Warp doesn't, or you, any of your brands don't do that. You just you create new brands, but they have that old-world feel. So that's mm-hmm. that's a plus. Uh, that, that is, to me, that's like uh, being a marketing guy. Like I, I really do appreciate that. But let's talk about this new brand, or this new company. It's like a sub-company of Warp Cigars, proprietary Cigar company. T- talk about that, Kyle. So, you know, when you when you work on a project for what's now been, uh, what, 14 years, worked uh, since I formed it, um, you know, you go along the way of, like, learning how blends your vision for a certain project. And along that way, you can, you know, your skills get better and better and better in terms of blending. You 
you learn more about material, you learn more about farming, you learn more about, you know, fermentation, and you learn more about how to, you know, find the road to where you want to go a little bit easier. So, you know, but along those ways, like, you know, what works for, you know, for, I'm just using work because that's just, you know, it's the easiest way to do it. Like, I understand the roadmap for where, where work needs to go or where I want it to go. But along that way, you find these little exits that have little attractions that you're like, oh, I kind of like this, but it's really, really, really different than what I do for mm. work. I don't believe that it will mesh well with work. So it's kind of like what I did with Drop. You know, it's kind of, but I wanted it to be more readily available to retailers because retailers are asking for the releases from Drop, but we just don't make enough of it. You know, there's just no way to make enough of it. So, <clears throat> you know, with proprietary, it may be the material, it may be certain farms, it may be a different country for the material, and it may be a different factory that we work with. It may be something that we've learned along the way that just wouldn't mesh well with Warp, but it's like, I really want to do this. I just never had the time. And then there is no right time to do anything, really. You just have to do it. So I was developing blends. The first ones, you know, came out of Anganorsa because, but there were lots of farms and material that I wasn't using just because they just didn't fit with what I was trying to create for Warp, but they were very, very, very good in their own right. So it could be as simple as the strength level of something. You guys are very much used to Warped having very, you know, kind of medium across the board with a little bit of plus, kind of like what you have with Quarto. Um, it could be as simple as a size. We don't really make Churchills. We don't make, you know, Perfectos. We don't make, you know, um, like an old style, like, you know, Punch Margaritas, where it's like a 28 by four. You know, you're kind of like, you understand where Warped is, and but what you expect from Warped is not what you're gonna get with proprietary. You know, I think anyone who smoked the Jason Dumont for Drop, which is where the originally launched, they can see that it's extremely different than anything we do. So, you know, all right. So, so talk about that. What what is uh, so different about that particular release, the Jason Dumont, uh, that you can tell folks when they when they buy it what they they might be in for? So, with Jason Dumont, the one that we have out now, the Grand Corona for drop, it's it's not going to be what you're kind of going to see with Jason Dumont for what you're going to find in retailers because it's solely for the members of drop. So, with this from you know for drop i mean it's you know a 48 5 and 5 8 48 uh, 5 and a half sorry and what you're going to get is you're going to get a lot more dry you're going to get a lot more very very particular fruit but you're going to get the strength level the back down the density is not there it's not so much in the middle of the palate it's more along the lines of like on the outer edges so what happens is, is as you're smoking all the combustion is really happening down the middle goes straight down and then all this beautiful explosion of florals, of fruit, of spice, you know, and the body's there. So you, when you smoke it, you're like, this doesn't taste like a warped. You know, mm -hmm. this doesn't taste like something Kyle would normally do. And that's just the entry to it. When you actually start looking at the productions for, you know, like the uh, the Churchill, Jason Dumont with the Grial, it's, it's a Churchill. But, you know, with Churchills that I've always noticed is that they can't hold their flavor profile all the way just because they're, they're, they're just too big. So you're going to start losing it along the way. But how you load the material and how it's rolled, and you have to really find the right rollers to do it, you know, and talking about blend placement, where the Liero needs to go, you know, is it, you know, straight across the board? Are you backloading it? Are you front-loading it? You know, so you can kind of create these experiences for the consumer. And really, you know, it's something that, like, I say this a lot about the blends that I do, you know, I can say as much as you would like me to say about it, but really you just have to go out and you have to experience it to understand it. And I think when proprietary gets launched to retailers and you see the whole range, Jason Dumont's just the beginning. You know, we have coming from Anganorsa, we have it coming from Titan, of course, but then also we have some collaborations that we're doing, you know, and there's just a lot of exciting stuff to have more fun just on a larger scale, you know, than you know, we do with Warp. Warp, we don't do many collaborations. Um, you know, we kind of backed off of doing retailer exclusives, really. Um, and it's just, it's a little bit more fun of a project. 
comparatively when you've been doing one style thing for 14 years. Okay. So do you see proprietary as like being more like one-off special projects or are you going to have like a core line of proprietary that you can keep buying year after year? Oh uh, no, proprietary very rarely you'll have a limited. I know we just we did Andrews at small batch, we did his exclusive, but we're not going to have many limiteds with it. It's going to be very very core lines always available, you know, because people like they go on these these things of like find these limiteds and then they're like, oh, we want them again, we want them again. I'm like, well, we can't do it. So I just made the decision from the beginning to just make it a regular production kind of thing. Uh, uh, some of the guys are are commenting. What what's the uh, price range? On it can be seven to fifteen dollars, depending on where what line it falls in with proprietary. Okay. Now, Kyle, if you were to like look back at Warped through the years now. Like some of the first uh, releases were sort of more of like a modern look to them, um, uh, and then they then you kind of went into the classic ones. Had proprietary cigars been around all of that time, would any of these uh, previous warped releases sort of fit more in the line with proprietary, or do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, would the Don Ronaldo had fit better within the the the, the proprietary brand, or no? No, no, no. Warped, as you understand, is very classical, you know, from 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 blend style to to branding. You know, proprietary does have some of that that detailedness that you know from from me. So when you look at proprietary's warranty seal, it's actually all based off of old tobacco uh, tobacco tax stamps and kind of like banknotes. You know, because back in the 1800s, you know, 1850s, they would have you know tobacco stamps and everything, and they were these beautiful beautiful lithographies. And, you know, so I bought a bunch at auction, brought them in, worked with my engraver to kind of create, you know, the warranty seal and really what was the push for it. Um, and, you know, it's it's but that's just for the main warranty seal and branding. As we get into the other blends, it's going to start changing a little bit. You know, I don't want to get too much out, but, you know, the original, you know, one that's going to come out that Jason Dumont, if you've seen it, you know, it's a little bit more classical, but kind of new, you know, with the shape, the coloring. But there's only so much you can do with, you know, tobacco branding, I believe. And you can either go classical or you can find, like, as you were saying before, Eric, is like that beautiful mixture of, of classic with a touch of modern, like taking um, like the Moon Garden band, you know, for instance, you have that classical Florida Valle band look, but then you add all these accents and colors to it. Or you can go the far other side where you have like the branding from like, Camacho, and it's just these really bright colors and massive bands, and it's just kind of like I don't know what to do with this. So, so now, does this give you the opportunity uh, to work with other factories? I mean, typically you've been with uh, El Titan and Aganorsa. Does does this other company allow you some freedom to explore other factories? If I wanted to, I've always had the freedom to explore. It's just that I've never, I just never did it because, you know, Angonorsa has, you know, just been, you know, like family since they, you know, they allowed me to work with them so many years ago. Um, you know, and they have literally the best material. But sometimes you taste material elsewhere that is not grown by Angonorsa and you find it interesting. Now, could I have it brought in and work with it? Sure. That's not, that's not it. We're not, as of right now, we're not working with anyone else other than Angonorsa and El Titan. And in all transparency, we haven't decided to work with, with anyone else at this point. Okay. Uh, but it's not so much – there's always the option to go where you want for proprietary. So what are, what are some of the differences uh, working between – because those are two very different factories. Like one's you – know, Tabs is really big, has a ton of tobacco, and El Titan is, is relatively small. What are, what are some of the differences you see in, in coming up with blends and, and working with those factories directly? Um, so working with, you know, when you go down to, to Topsa or Anglanorsa, it, you know, you have their entire library at your disposal. You have so much, so much beautiful material to work with that it, you can, I mean, you can be in their, in their warehouse for, for days. Right. Yeah. Get through it. You know what I mean? So like working with that, you know, is, is great. And it's, it, it literally is like a, <laughs> it's like a treasure trove. Um, but you know, then again, you're working with a mass factory, so you have a lot more to worry about. You got you got you know, a lot of pairs to watch over, which is why we use the same kind of pairs for our productions. Is because they know how to make our cigars, they know the blends, they know how to roll it, they know how to manufacture it. You know, and having an owner like Eduardo, 
who is watching over everything and going table to table and checking that production and taking cigars off the table, looking at it and making them, you know, we do it because he finds something that, you know, is a defect to him or he takes it and puts it off the table is, you know, you don't really find that. Um, you know, it's so, so detail oriented and then working with Sandy, which I've been working there for 14 years. Um, that's just like me walking into my own kitchen. You know, I just feel very at home there. Um, you know, she's, she's my Cuban mother and working there is more like very comfortable, like, you know, home cooking almost if you would, um, you know, are they different? Yes. But in reality, the same, I wouldn't be with Anganorsa if it was not for Sandy. So that's kind of like, it's all one big family when you deal with us. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I've hung out at El Titan several times. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like if you're ever in Miami, if you guys are watching the show and you're in my, in Miami and you go down to that area, it's just, it's just this little Cuban area that El Caliocho, what do they call it? Caliocho, right? What? Am I right? Yeah, that's the street, Cayocho. right? Caiocho. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you guys got to go check it out. It's it's a blast. Uh, you go down, they treat you just like I mean, anybody that walks in there gets treated like a king. Well, like when you're in that in that area, I found you, you know you you know to go to El Titan, and there's a couple other La Gloria shop like across the street. But Kyle, like you're like an expert. Where where should people go when they go to El Titan? Like where's the what's the bakery we should go to? Where's the, what you know like. Where should we get the sandwich? You know, Inside tip. Oh, the, Cub- the Cuban coffee. The Cuban coffee. Oh, yeah, no, that's extremely easy. The best, the best uh, cafe con leche, cafe cubano, if you want it, is literally on the other side of the street. Um, and then if you want the best pan con bistec, capatito mame, you literally go on the other side of the street to a, to a small like bodega, if you would, with a walk-up window. And the woman who makes the pan con bistecs and the patito mame has been there as long as I've been there. And she's literally the most angriest woman on the planet. <laughs> she's like the soup Nazi. <laughs> soup Nazi. And she makes the best food. And you have, you have, if, if you come down to town and I'm, and I'm there, you know, I'm going to make you get what we call a gringo lunch. And it's literally a panko bistec and a batito mame. Jose goes and gets coffee. You're highly caffeinated, highly sugared. <laughs> and, you know, I've hosted a bunch of people down there. When they come into town, I'll go down, you know, retailers or friends or anything like that. I'll run them through the factory. We'll, you know, we'll do a small little blending session. You know, get to blend something together. They'll have it rolled. We'll smoke. We'll go eat. We'll get coffee. You know, and, and Sandy's always up for it. She's always welcoming guests. I'm like, hey, can I come down with, like, eight people? And I don't think they understand. Like, most people don't get, like, exactly how small that factory is. Right. And... You walk in and you're expecting like a cigar factory and you get one, but it's like eight rollers. <laughs> and, um, you know, you're when you eat lunch, you're eating it in Sandy's office because the back room is is, you know, is her office. But back, back way before how it is now and double the size, you know, we'd be eating lunch at the table. Sandy would be packing up boxes for someone for for, you know, a, a client. And I'd be blending on the table, going through samples. Willie was there. You know, Sandy needs help. I was, th- I was sitting there, um, what was it, like, s- like seven or eight years ago, and she needed help with something when I was eating. I'm like, what do you need help with? And she goes, well, can you, can you shrink wrap these boxes? And they were, the, <laughs> they were the Goldie boxes. They were like, they were for Bill. They were the La Polina Goldies. And I'm sitting there shrink wrapping while I'm trying to like validate blends. And I'm like, <laughs> Put you to work. That's awesome, man. I actually have kind of have similar experiences down there uh, hanging out with Sandy. And also, like, uh, Jordan, I think one time we Espinosa were too. we were at es- Eric Espinosa's factory, and they were like, ah, we really need to shrink wrap. Some protocols. <laughs> we need to really shrink wrap all these protocols. Can you guys help us? That must so, be, like, the worst job at the factory. So That's me, fun. Me and Jordan were shrink wrapping protocol boxes, <laughs> and it was a blast. Hey, Kyle, uh, talk about – now, everybody know, like, a lot of people know I'm a huge Warped fanboy. So I mean, I mean this question in the best possible way. So please take it in the best possible way. But how do you avoid not getting too distracted? You've, you've started, you know, you had another company with your brother. You started a wine thing. You did a coffee thing. Now you're doing proprietary cigar company. Like, how, how do you avoid not getting too distracted and too worn thin with all of these different projects? You know, I, I think for, for most people, what they don't understand is I had my own business. I was 14. Um, so I'm kind of used to juggling a lot. Um, so since I was 14, I've been running my own companies. And to me, it's, it's very much just time dedication. 
you know, it's, it's what, what do you need to accomplish and, you know, factoring all that in, into your day. But then also a big reality of it is having the right team surrounding you. So if I have to go to, let's just say, if I'm in Nicaragua and I need to go and I'm down there for a trip for a week or 10 days or whatever the case is, you know, I know that the office is being run, you know, accounts are getting called, you know, I'm getting phone calls throughout the day when I'm down there about what's going on, if there's problems, if there's not, you know, and then on the rare occasion that I take my once a year trip with Marvin from Artfield and we go to Europe and, you know, when I'm in Europe, I basically check in, you know, answer emails if I need to, but they pretty much know how to run it. It's having the right people with you to make sure that you're able to make everything happen. And, um, you know, also I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> imagine. That must help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's not healthy at all. I don't know if you guys have, you have the, the wrist. It's like a Apple watch called a whoop. No. Um, it tracks like your sleep and like your, for in your workouts and stuff. Cause I run and I run marathons. So, you know, it, it always says I'm like 30% recovered and my sleep is like awful. It says I need like 12 hours of sleep a day to recover. And it just never, it just never gets it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's when you get up in the morning, like having, you know, your, your day planned and your focus and like, what's the most important, you know, time full task that you need to do first and doing that. So like, you know, it, it's really just a mixture of, you know, your, your team first and foremost, having the right people with you, you know, to trust, to be able to do things like, if I have to, you know, if I have to travel, if I have to go to Nicaragua, if I'm going to do an event, if I'm doing this, if I'm doing that. But back, you know, what, six, seven years ago, it was, I was doing it all myself. And then as we started to grow, you know, adding people on, you know, it made things easier. And that's really when things started to progress. It's like when you're, when you're able to give up tasks, it's the hardest thing in the world for an entrepreneur to do is, is to give up responsibility to something because they gotta, feel like you got to delegate. They, yeah, you got to delegate. Yeah, exactly. So for when I gave that up and I gave certain things up, it, w it became a point that it was a little bit easier to actually grow and do the things that are most important that I know I'm the best at. You know, I hire people for, for the ability that they can do the best that they can do with, this, with their job. And it allows me to do my, my job. And my job, first and foremost, is to make sure that we have quality, consistent products always for our consumers. That's it. Right. In the end of the day, that's it is to make sure that I always give you guys the cigar that you've known from day one, whether it's years later and you smoke another one and you're like, it's still just as good. You know, that's, that's my job. My, and then that's a testament to Anganorsa. That's a testament to Sandy. That's a testament to the farmers, everyone in the processing, you know, I, every single step of the way creates a cigar that, you know, you're enjoying, you know, it, I mean, you've heard it before. It's, you know, hundreds of pairs of hands touch the cigar before it's finished. And, from, from all the time it's planted in the ground to the time that you get it in your box to the time your retailer puts it on the shelf, you know, there's so many people involved in it and it makes the entire wheel go round. Right. So how, how can guys, um, you, have a, you have a coffee company and a wine, how can guys get uh, the coffee or the wine from you? Where, where would we go to get this? Well, coffee business we sold. Uh, so, you know, we, we got it at the right time here locally, sold it. So, okay. um, wine, if you want wine, uh, you can go to bluemonster.wine or jasondumont.wine to pick it up. It's a mailing list only. Um, and so we just did our, we just did our fall release. So you have to wait for the spring for a spring release. Um, and you know, if you want to get, you know, you know, hyper limited cigars, you can go to cigardrop.club. And then proprietary's website, we're, we're currently working on the development of it. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, got an audience question um, from Tanner Cole. What's your favorite release you've done so far and the cigar you're most excited about looking forward? Uh, the, you know, my most favorite release I have to probably, I mentioned this, is, is Skyflower. Um, you know, I believe that Skyflower, if, other than other than the cigars that I blended, um, the Cuban cigars I blended, I think that would be my Desert Island cigar. Um, you know, and Skyflower is the most exciting release I've done. Um, the most exciting upcoming release I have, obviously, I'm extremely excited about 6102R. Um, you know, being re-released, and you know, when I can smoke them back to back from original release to current release, and even though the other one has four years of age on it, 
um, you know, you can see that. I remember back to when that cigar was originally made and see that they are the, exactly the same. That's a testament to Anglomorsa and a testament to, you know, every, you know, just Eduardo's, you know, farms all across the board. So that's the one I'm right. most excited about coming up from Warped. Um, drop, you know, I can't really go over what, what's going to come out next from that yet. That'll come out in Q1. Um, and then proprietary, I'm extremely excited about Jason Dumont just in, in general. Um, we've been asked about providing a Churchill for a long, long time. And then I found an old, an old, an old Habanos SA catalog from like 1905. And it's got some sizes in there and shapes that I'm like, I've never, I've never seen. These <laughs> before. And so like, I'm like, Oh, let's see if we can bring these back. Um, and so we're kind of working on that stuff. So there's a lot of exciting stuff, you know, this year, I think everyone can agree that just kind of got, kind of got hit a little weird. So everything got put in, you know, put a little bit on hold because if I can't get to Nika, I can't work on a lot of stuff. So like, that's the biggest challenge I think for, for me in general this year is figure out how to work the blending, bringing it up. Cause you have to wait for freights to come in from Esteli then put your samples on it, or you gotta go to Miami to pick it up or you gotta do it in Miami. And then Sandy shut down, you know, cause of COVID in Miami and Miami day with their, with their rules and regulations, she had to shut down and like, it's just been, it's been a wild, you know, what, what is it at this point? Seven, eight months. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. Got one more audience question. Um, do you have a go-to for a cigar? Not from yourself. Um, you know, I do. Um, and it's not often that I, I smoke other brands to be honest with you, just because I've mentioned it before is that I just kind of stay in my own lane. Um, but I always love going for Dion's Empernay. Mm, oh, um, yeah. Solid choice. I mean, Dion's Empernay is, is one that I, I fell in love with when he originally released it. And even the CG4, when he first started you know, producing them, was a, was yeah. a huge favorite of mine. Um, and then still, still to this day, since I've been 18 years old, my, my Christmas Eve cigar has always been an Opus X. But mm-hmm. an Opus X from the ones that my father gave me from like 99 and 98. Dang. So, nice. you know, those are those are kind of the Christmas Eve cigars that, you know, I always just kind of go back to. Right. That'll so way. you just mentioned uh, two cigars that uh, the Skyflower and the 6102R, both of those use Medio Tiempo. And for me, I find that with Medio Tiempo cigars that at first they're they're kind of harsh and I like I don't prefer them to the regular production, you know, versions of those. Uh, but then after some age they age so well. Uh, do you find that as well? And do you kind of blend to that? Or do you think for you, are they better, you know, right up front in the first year? Um, you know, it depends on what, what you're trying to accomplish with it. If you're trying to accomplish a cigar that can last a few years, um, you're going to use a different, different areas, Medio. So it, for me, Medio, like I've always said, is extremely dense. It's extremely centered. There's a lot of molasses to it. So it adds those components to be able to age for, you know, many, many years, a decade, you know, and be able to to, to take it. Whereas if you have like a medium buy cigar and it goes 10 plus years or something like that, it's going to start dying down. And one of the things I started doing years ago was keeping a certain stash of cigars in these in these 100 count cabinets um, just to see how they age over long term that I haven't touched in six or seven years, you know, just to see how they go along the way, making notes on them and all that. But, you know, I believe that Skyflower, you know, when you get it is ready to go because I'm not going to release it if it's not ready to go. But I understand how people's palates can, you know, kind of want Medio to kind of, you know, cool down a little bit if you would, Um, because it is such, it is such a very dominant leaf that you have to, when you blend with it, you have to be very, cognizant of that you need to understand exactly what you're putting in how much you're putting into it because if you put too much in you know a lot of people want that density they want that medio taste they want it but if you put too much in it's the only thing you're going to taste it needs to work with the blend and that's why like skyflower doesn't come out every year because we need to find the right medio to put in it you know and that's why you know it just it's not an every year release i would love to release it every year but it's the blending process for it and the, the material selection for it is extremely painstaking. Didn't a cigar recently use that as a wrapper? I can't remember what cigar that was. Well, yeah, it was the uh, Kudzu. And, yeah, the, and that, the AJ. Yeah, that's the one. And the AJ. Uh, uh, was the, H. Upman 175th. 175th, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. All right, this is my last question for you, Kyle. I don't know if uh, Jordan or Emmett have another one. 
Uh, my last question for you is so much great tobacco and cigars come out of Tabs uh, or Aganor Salif. You, you know, you've got uh, Nick Malilo stuff. You've got uh, Dion stuff. You've got, of course, their own, you know, Aganor Salif uh, brands that are also fantastic. HVC. Uh, HVC, one, another one of my favorites. Oh, that, thank you, Emmett, for, <laughs> for mentioning that one because I love the HVC stuff, especially Serie A and the 500 oh, year. Yeah. Those are such great cigars. But my question to you is, how, how do you, because they do have a d- distinct tobacco profile. Most of the Aganorsh Leaf stuff has kind of a distinct profile. How do you, you know, differentiate yourself within that portfolio to make sure that you're just not releasing just another, you know, Aganorsh Leaf cigar that's going to taste the same as any other one? Well, that's, that's a testament to the blenders. You know, that's a testament to Nick and to Dion and to, you know, Rainier and, and everyone that, that works with the material and, and how no one, you know, they have so much material that I know, I know that we don't cross over in terms of, you know, what we use just because there's so much material, you know, and that's really what makes it great. And that's really, once again, the testament to, to Eduardo's, you know, holdings down there is, is what he's able to offer. And, you know, my palate is extremely different than all of those guys. You know, their palates are very different than mine. That's what makes it fantastic. So it's a testament to, to both blender and to, you know, farm and, you know, factory about being able to do that. You know, Nick has a very, very different path in terms of what he's looking for in terms of his profiles. And so does Dion, so does everyone, so does Anganorsa, so does Max, when he blends. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, everyone's just got a different palate. That's really what comes down to it. You know, it, cigar blending, when you, using a, using a leaf and a half can alter a cigar completely differently. You know, how much, you know, what's the Seiko percentage, you know, how much Viso you're putting in, you know, what, how much Liero you're putting in, how is the blend, you know, you know, put together, you know, what sizes are you using is going to be a big part of it. You know, I know Dion uses smaller sizes, you know, ring gauges and like, you know, you get a lot more condensed, you know, cigar that way. You know, Nick loves broadleaf. You know, I don't use broadleaf. You know, Dion uses majority of Corojo, I still think, to this day. So, you know, it's really just a, a, a testament to just, you know, the palate and how and how we see cigars and how we see utilizing Eduardo's material. Right. You guys got any wrap-ups? Jordan, Emmett? Uh, we had one other question. Somebody was wondering if you were doing any pipe tobacco in the near future. Pipe tobacco. Oh, yeah, there was. You had the uh, what was it called the haunting. You did some of that, back. yeah. We uh, we have the haunting. We have Red Hunt, Cloud Hopper, um, until the end, and we're coming out with a few others as well. Oh, Come cool. Out a few that know. now, what's the challenge uh, for pipe tobacco? How does that uh, differ for you when oh, you're man. coming up with a product? Well, that's that pipe tobacco is incredibly different when you're blending with it. Um, you know, I had a great team um, to work with for that. And, you know, the one thing, blending the, blending the actual tobacco, because you have, you know, you have dry cured tobacco, obviously, versus, you know, you know cigar, you know, fresh material and stuff like that. So that's, that's one of the largest components. How, how it's blended was actually one of the most fascinating parts of it, you know, doing multiple trips and like seeing the process behind it. But then once again, it's kind of, I felt a little off when I first started to, to work with it just because it was so new. Um, and then really what gets you comfortable is kind of the, the camaraderie aspect like, that you get with tobacco and learning from the right people, you know, like how I learned from, you know, being down at Titan and, you know, working, you know, with, you know, uh, Arsenio before he passed, you know, working with Jacinto. It's just working with the guys and listening to what they have to tell you and then kind of just experimenting. You know, cigars are not like a very you know, or tobacco in general is not, it's kind of like a, um, you know, it's a get out there, hands on kind of thing. You don't learn by reading. You don't learn by going on blogs and things like that in terms of blending material, not, you know, about cigars in general, right. or tobacco in general, but blending is, is just finding out what worked and what did not. I mean, for every cigar that I release that you guys enjoy that, you know, all of the consumers around the world who, you know, enjoy warped, there's a lot of failure blends in there. Mm, right. you know, it just didn't come out 
well that I thought would. I mean, some of the great, some of the quote unquote greatest blends that I thought I ever did turned out to be crap. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you find out about that and through our process and like how I do it is like I won't release a cigar, make a decision until it's aged to a point that I would release it. You know, so you got to wait six months sometimes to find out exactly where the cigar lays. You know, so that's why, you know, new product for, for, for me takes so long to come out is because I take that process extremely to heart. You know, being able to wait the time and have the patience to wait. You know, whereas if you're sitting on the table and you're down in Nicaragua or Miami or Honduras, where, wherever you are, and you make a decision on the table, that's a, that's a massive gamble because you're not waiting for it to dry. You're not waiting to go through its process, you know, and I'm – I'm not someone who's going to sit there and say that I immediately know that that's the blend. No, I need to wait until you would get it. And that's three, three months for the first tasting of it to happen, unless I'm at the factory, and then six months before I make a decision normally. What was the hardest uh, one that you had to blend uh, based on what you just said, the whole waiting process? Uh, out of all of your portfolio – what one like took you the longest to like really hone in on? Which 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 one of your cigars? Oh, it was GR88. Mm-hmm. Interesting. GR88 over two years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's... I kept like that's why after you look back, it was delayed from when we originally were supposed to release it by a year. Right. Because it just it was like this isn't it. This isn't it. You know, I had to go back and go back and go back, and then you know, then GR88 come out, and that's 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 the process you just you can't make rash decisions when it comes to something that's for your enjoyment and the enjoyment of others you just can't so we know uh about uh jason dumont uh but what about warped Uh, anything coming up from from warped in the near future or in the next year or so that you could tell us about or no so we have 6102r re-releasing um probably before year's end um if it wasn't so windy i could have done a better thing but it's just you know it's just way too windy right now um we have hacienda first growth coming out first quarter of next year um and then we have i'm working currently on another rendition of moon garden um and then also i have another another brand that i'm releasing for warps and then viola sombra is re-releasing as well okay Mm, nice excellent thank you kyle hey ladies and gentlemen kyle gellis warp cigars smoke night live episode 268 Thanks for everybody uh, joining us tonight. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much for taking the time on a Friday night to hang out with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, hang on. Don't go away. I want to talk to you just uh, slightly uh, for a minute after the show. Folks, Wednesday night, Flavor Odyssey is the final episode of the uh, Connecticut Broadleaf uh, journey. And we will be smoking, uh, Robbie and Randy will be smoking the... um, the Yellow Rose from Crown Heads. Mm, that's a good one. Now, initially, going back a little bit there. Initially, yeah, going back a little bit. Uh, initially, they were going to pair it with the Dark and Stormy, but they may change that. We'll find out Monday. But the main thing is is just get a broadleaf, any broadleaf. If you can get the Yellow Rose, that'd be fun to uh, to pair along with us on Wednesday night. But There's if you a can't... a couple other even Crown Heads broadleafs you yeah, can get. You, yeah, you know. whatever bro- uh, Connecticut broadleaf you want to snag for that Wednesday show... Uh, we'll be fun. We'll do that. Uh, next Friday night, a week from tonight, we're not going to have an official Smoke Night Live because that's the night of Lazona Palooza. That would have been the normal Lazona Palooza night. So Eric and the fellas from Espinosa will be doing a live show and uh, we'll be a guest on that show. So we're not going to do our show in uh, competition with their show. So we'll just be a guest on their show. So tune in uh, next Friday night for Lazona Palooza. I wish we were. I wished we were just doing a regular Lazona Palooza. I know. It's so much fun. Just hanging out with the fellas in the factory down there in Hialeah Gardens. Like, I'm just bummed that it's not happening because I've been to every single one. It's been such a great time every time we go down there. Hopefully next year. Last year, Randy danced like a fool till about uh, 1 in the morning. It was amazing. <laughs> Randy Dude, Griggs. Isn't that every event that he Randy <laughs> Griggs, we love you. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, that's uh, next Friday night. Folks, it's Friday night, so... Poster now playing, checking into the cigars you're smoking. Get that warp badge, baby. Get that warp badge, baby, because uh, uh, other badges that are new this week was the Camacho badge, the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust badge. All of those are brand new badges this week. Uh, but uh, tonight, I want to see you guys uh, earning that warped badge because I want to see a, more of those pop up onto the screen. So until next week, remember, 
Never smoke alone. We'll see you guys Wednesday night. Well, ho, ho, ho to you, my friends. The time of year is nigh. Cyber Week is just around the corner. And here at JR Cigars, we have some unbelievable deals. From November 25th to December 1st, save on such amazing brands as Monte Cristo, Romeo, Drew Estate, and Oliva. And free shipping for all. Now you better hurry on because these deals will soon fly back up the chimney. Join JRCigars.com for an amazing Cyber Week.